0: Hey guys, this is the Good Daughter Podcast. We're here to help women or people who feel constrained or conflicted by their cultural upbringing. I'm Misha Good, and I'm going to give you my advice on how you can overcome your cultural conditions to create a life on your own terms, because you're more than just a good daughter. When I think of arranged marriage or when I thought of arranged marriage before I started researching it a little bit for this episode, I generally had a very negative concept of arranged marriage. But as I've been reading about it more and more and what it's like globally, I've found some interesting facts about arranged marriages. So here are two interesting facts about arranged marriages. One is that they make up about 55% of all the marriages in the world. So arranged marriages are the dominant form of marriages, not love marriages. Arranged marriages are on the decline. And amazingly, only 6% of arranged marriages end in divorce. I do wonder If only 6% of arranged marriages end in divorce because the fears of the implications of getting divorced when you're in an arranged marriage, like are you gonna be an outcast? Are your parents and your family gonna be angry with you? What are the terms of you getting divorced? You know, what are you entitled to basically financially and in terms of property? Or are you gonna lose everything? Are you gonna have to essentially start all over? And what does that look like if your family is upset with you and maybe they won't let you come back home? So that might not be why, but I do wonder if that is part of the reason. Arranged marriages used to be common in Western society during the Elizabethan era, but now they're predominantly found in Eastern or Asian countries such as India, Pakistan, Japan, and China. Now to be clear, like very, 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 very clear. Arranged marriages are very different from forced marriages. Generally in arranged marriages, both parties consent to getting married. They do meet each other. They meet each other's families. Their families meet and they agree to the marriage. Forced marriages are exactly what they sound like. So the consent of the party, usually the bride, is irrelevant. And also the bride is usually a child bride under the age of 18. And she's forced into the marriage whether she likes it or not. And her consent is not considered. So, you know, most religions prohibit forced marriages, but nonetheless, they do happen predominantly in South Asia and Africa. So arranged marriages from a cultural or religious perspective are a way for a family to ensure that their child, again, usually their daughter, marries someone that the parents deem to be appropriate from a cultural, religious, societal, you know, slash economic standing This makes marriage seem more like a contract between two families rather than a contract between two people or between a couple. So in these situations, if or when the couple has problems, because all married couples have some problems, big or small or both, usually both their families have an interest in them resolving these problems. So a lot of times, you know, the couple will tell their respective families that they're having issues and their families will get involved to resolve these issues, whether they get involved directly with the couple or like the parents, the in-laws are dealing with each other. You know, they have an interest in, this marriage being successful because essentially it's a contract between them, right? So a lot of people might see that as having more support for your marriage and other people like myself could see it like your parents getting involved in your private marital issues. But honestly, it's a matter of perspective. So, you know, to each their own. You know, my parents were actually in arranged marriage. My dad's parents, so my paternal grandparents, passed away before my mom and dad got married. So I don't really know like how they were introduced or how my maternal grandparents found my dad as a match for my mom. But I think my parents met like three days before they got married. And they're still married. and It's been... 36 years. So it's worked out. So here's my opinion on arranged marriage. I think couples in arranged marriages generally agree on the greater issues in life. So like religion, whether or not they want kids, how many kids they want, what's the dynamic going to be? Like, what roles are they going to play? Is the wife going to be a stay-at-home wife and mom? Is the Husband or father going to be the primary provider financially. I think they generally vet all these topics or these variables out. And if they are in agreement and they, you know, find each other to be appropriate, they will consent to getting married. And these are big issues. So you want to be on the same page with these before you get married. So I think they know what's coming, right? And they know what to expect of each other because they've talked about these things. But that being said, they might have the big things in common, but they might not have the little things in common, like interests and hobbies. Because in arranged marriages, I think you're more focused on the big things than the little things. Because if the big things are in place, you can see yourself Making this decision, right? Because you're probably more, you're being more logical about your decision than you are emotional. And I think the little things like your hobbies and interests, those are probably more emotional things for you. I think in love marriages, interests and hobbies are prioritized. And that's what draws the couple together is having similar interests and having similar hobbies and things in common. And sometimes the bigger things are not discussed. Like if you love someone, you might not care that you have different religious backgrounds. If you love someone, you might not care that they don't want kids. Even if you do, you might be willing to overlook the fact that you want something that they don't want. If you love someone, you might be okay with them not working and you being the primary provider, you might overlook these things because of love. So you might have the little things in common and you might take the approach of, we'll figure the other things out as they come. You know, sometimes that's not a good idea because love cools and it, I don't want to say it fades, but it definitely cools and you're not a, you're not smitten year after year after year and then you become more stable and if you don't have the sim, the same idea for the big things like how what religion you want to raise raise your kids with how many kids you want to have do you even want to have kids does one of you want kids does the other one of you not want kids do you want to be a stay-at-home mom now but does he want you to keep working these things can cause big issues And they weren't vetted deeply before you got married in love marriages sometimes, not all the time. In the best scenario, you know, you can have the little things in common and also be aligned on the big things. And that would be wonderful. I think in love marriages, however, there's more changing of the mind when it comes to what you want, you know, in terms of the big things than there would be in an arranged marriage. Because in an arranged marriage, you essentially agreed to that before you got married and probably have to stick to it. So I think actually these days in the West, arranged marriages are more like semi-arranged marriages. Potential couples generally have more time to get to know each other. So it's not like it wasn't my parents' day where you could meet a guy and three days later you're married. I think now they have more time to get to know one another so they can figure out, you know, is this person just putting their best foot forward to seal the deal or is this who they really are? They can also You know, figure out if they do have similar interests and hobbies, and, you know, some things could be a deal breaker. Like if you hate country music, but this guy loves country music, and you just the thought of listening to country music, you know, while you're on a two hour car ride in LA traffic is just not appealing to you, then I would suggest you probably don't marry that guy. I think arranged marriages or semi arranged marriages are not all that bad, which I'm shocked I'm saying because. Honestly, my whole life up until like yesterday, I thought they were horrible. I think it's actually a really great way to not waste your time with someone or many someone's who just don't have the same vision of marriage or the rest of their life that you have for the rest of your life. Marriage is approached more logically, right, in an arranged marriage, and it's less emotional in these semi-arranged or arranged marriages. So, and I, so I think that there are situations in which it could make sense. But that being said, I just always knew it was not for me. And honestly, like if I think about it, I don't think I ever really wanted to get married or have kids. And I think I was fully content with the idea of being like the rich aunt who pops in every now and then with gifts for my nieces and nephews, like in between my travels. I never had the guts to tell my parents that I didn't want to get married or have kids because I think above all things, me getting married and becoming someone else's problem and not theirs was so important to them. It was the most important thing. You know, these days, regardless of ethnicity, religion, culture, being the child of immigrants or not, a lot of girls feel immense pressure to get married by a certain age. There's this trend on the internet where all these bozo men, I don't even want to call them men, these bozo boys are coming out. You might have heard of Andrew Tate and even some like super Looney Tune women. You might've heard of that girl. I think her name is Pearl. I don't know her last name, but her name's Pearl. And they are saying like women who want to have careers or maybe don't want to have kids and maybe don't want to be married or don't want to get married young, like younger than 30 are like ruining the world or something. So that general pressure existing from society. And then, if you add to it pressure from your parents or your family, it can make you cave and make a decision that you might end up being unhappy with. So, there's this idea that once a woman hits 30, like it's over, <laughs> like no one's going to want to marry her or whatever. I don't know why people act like once a woman hits 30, she automatically turns into the grandparents from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory who were like all bedridden and shriveled up or something, like we're fine, you know? In our 30s, like 30 is not the end all be all when it comes to getting married or having kids. And you know, my parents, I think I was only like 24 when they started complaining to me that I was getting older and I needed to get married. And they were always actively trying to find matches for me that I literally had zero interest in. And I basically ignored like all their attempts at trying to introduce me to any of the guys that they would find. And actually the funniest part about this is there was this picture I took when I was like, I don't know, maybe like 19 or 20 years old. And for years, even like six to eight years after that picture was taken, my mom was still sending that picture out to like women who had sons that, you know, she thought would be like a good match for me or something. And I was telling her like, first of all, I don't know why you're doing this because I don't want to get married and I don't want to marry anybody that you want me to marry. And secondly, I don't even look like that anymore. (laughs) So that's false advertising. But yeah, I just think it's so funny. So although I never really wanted to get married or have kids, I did end up meeting my husband at work. And I decided that while I didn't want to get married or have kids with anyone else, I did with him because he is wonderful. And, you know, initially my parents were not accepting of the fact that he was who I wanted to marry. But once they got to know him, actually not even got to know him, once they, upon the first meeting with him, my mom was like, why didn't you tell me sooner? He's amazing. He's wonderful. Of course, I'll let you marry him. And I was like, mom, I have been telling you for like two to three years, like if you just let me marry him or not even let me, if you just support me marrying him, I'll only get married once and you can get those grandkids you've been dying for. But if you force me or keep pressuring me to marry one of these guys that you keep throwing at me, I'll probably get married and divorced like 10 times. So just let me make. My own decision when it comes to this. And it's been so far so good on that front. So I think that, you know, if you're in a situation where you feel a lot of pressure to get married because of your parents, because of your age, because of your culture, you know, whatever the reason may be, I really suggest not making that life altering decision out of pressure because being forced into something being pressured into something doesn't lead you to make the best choices for yourself. It's better to focus on yourself and being the best version of yourself that you can be. It's better to focus on the things that are important to you, um, that you want to accomplish, your goals. It's better for you to take the time and figure out what's important to you and what do you want the rest of your life to look like. You need to know these things Before you enter into a lifelong partnership with someone else. And more than anything, you really have to be truly happy being alone in order to be able to be happy with someone else. So don't say yes to anything that you're not certain of. And, you know, I think waiting to get married until you're older and being more certain of your ideals and your values and the culture that you want to be a part of and that you want to continue on and pass down to your future kids if you want kids, that's really important. And when you're certain of your value as a person, you can make a better choice in terms of who you pick as a life partner because the person that you pick as your life partner is a reflection of how you see yourself of how you see your worth. And so, you know, when you're the child of immigrants, you might struggle with putting yourself first and what you want first. I know I did for many years, but when I finally made the decision to put myself and what I wanted first, I found a way to truly be happy and I found a way to actually make my parents happy as well. And I never thought that that would be possible to be happy and have my parents be accepting of my choices. So you don't have to say yes to an arranged marriage. You don't have to say yes to a love marriage. You don't have to say no either. You can just say not yet or not right now, or maybe we'll see in the future. So anyways, that's all from me. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to The Good Daughter Podcast with me, Misha Good. If you've enjoyed today's episode and it has helped you think about how to deal with your cultural conditioning and family expectations, please subscribe to the show and I'd love to hear from you. So send me a DM on Instagram at The Good Daughter Podcast. Thank you.